Did you miss your favorite WXVU show? Have no fear, because every single WXVU show is available on demand. You heard that right, every single show. Search WXVU on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll find archives of all of our weekly shows. It's another reason why this truly is the greatest semester in the history of Villanova's V891, The Roar. All right. Um, you're listening to WXVU 89.1, The Roar. Uh, this is Poetry, Prose, and Songs, and I'm your host, Josh. Um, I'm joined by my friend, Joe, today. Hi, I'm Joe. Um, do you want to say anything about yourself? Um, so I am a senior nursing major at Villanova. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and, um, yeah, <laughs> today's going to be a good day. Yeah, it is sure it's gonna be a good day. Um, so we um, wanted to talk a little bit about some, you know, common struggles that men sometimes face in our society. Um, well, not just men, but yeah, I, I do think it's especially prevalent in men. Um, you know, vulnerability, mm-hmm. and you know, having you know having to let other people into your life instead of. You know, having to be this image of the strong person all the time. Um, do you have any first comments? Um, I think you saying strong is like something I want to expand on because I feel like there's a lot of different like kinds of strength that can be talked about. I feel like when it comes to like men specifically, when you think of strength, you think of physical strength and like how much can you lift, how much can you bench, like all yeah. that kind of stuff. And but I think emotional strength is kind of ignored yeah sometimes when it comes to masculinity but it's like so important yeah um something i personally had to work through was like you know not just bottling up all my feelings and hoping they would go away or it just not telling other people and pretending like i was okay all the time mm-hmm. um you know that that was a process and i'm still working on it but like I'm like at least I'm I, I've I've been trying to like be open and honest with my feelings and being okay with showing, you know, when I'm not being emotionally strong. Yeah. Um, it's okay to like open up mm-hmm. and, um, you know, other people can see you in that see weakness, um, but it doesn't come easy. I would say. Yeah, I think that's like even more strength, like. Like, crying and being emotional, I feel like, could be seen as, like, people can say that it's weak, but I think it takes strength to open up and, like, not, like, fake it or Mm -hmm. try to hide how you're feeling. Because eventually, like, it's going to bottle up and you're going to, like, explode. So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'll I'll say, like, yeah, it it bottled up. I bottled it up for years, and then it did explode a couple years ago. And you don't want to be in that place. Um um, you don't have to like immediately, you know, start pouring out your heart to like the people around you because, um, you know, they're going through their own thing. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they have their own emotional burdens, but like, I don't know, even like seeking help because I like, you know, you think, oh, that person needs help. They're, they're weak, but also like acknowledging you need help can be a strength in a way. Definitely. Um, because yeah it it does take a lot of courage it takes a lot of 
um, you know, introspection to acknowledge that, hey, I can't do this by myself. I need other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because it's, I don't know, I, I definitely think, especially in our society, like, um, you know, we're prioritizing, you know, self-sufficiency, you know, the American dream. Um, even like just the, the whole mindset of like a capitalist society is, um, you know, like do it yourself and, you know, achieve all these things, um, above all else. So, so, you know, strength is prioritized and weakness is punished. Um, because if you're weak, you can't be doing, uh, a million things left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately we're not always strong. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do do you want to like, I don't know, talk about a moment where you had to acknowledge your own weakness and be vulnerable, or you don't even have to expose yourself. Um, I mean, I'll think about it. <laughs> I can't really think of yeah. a moment right now, but I'll think about it. Yeah, yeah, and I I do think it kind of plays into like the whole. Um, you know, having this idealized picture of yourself, um, and your, your actual self is not like living up to it. Um, especially like the ideal self put forth by, you know, a lot of societal standards, Mm -hmm. um, that I've been talking about, like, like you said, like, um, you're you're supposed to be like really strong and Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be able to like, um, I don't know, go, go through all of life without needing anyone. Um, but when that doesn't happen, like, how do you deal with that? Um, you know, sometimes it has that, like, cognitive dissonance between who you are and who you want to be, especially if it feels like a huge gap. Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's, like, really intimidating. Um, and sometimes even that, like, that ideal self shouldn't be your ideal. Um, yeah, I feel like ideal self is really because of social media like that has a big impact on that because social media is like everyone's highlight reel yeah and like i feel like it's gotten a little better now of people like showing vulnerability on that and like showing like their real selves on social media but i don't think it'll ever be like people's authentic selves Mm -hmm. and i feel like it just puts a lot of pressure on you like I see pictures of, like, people with abs and, like, uh, videos of, like, people lifting heavy weights and people like who, like, seem, like, happy all the time. But I have to remind myself that that's, like, not necessarily true. And, like, yeah, I want abs, but, like, it's okay if I don't. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay because you still have worth and value, but that isn't always clear to see. Um if you're basing it off of social media, but I do think people have gotten better. Um, but something I saw recently was interesting, like the rates of, um, I guess, yeah, mental illness in teens and young adults. Um, if you like chart it across the past 20 years, there's a clear skyrocket in 2010 or something like that, which is like when the majority of um, people in that age group had social media. Um, yeah, because people put forth their um, their picture perfect selves mm-hmm. and then that almost like diminishes your I don't know how you think people are like going through life because you don't 
you know, you think like what your struggles are are like un- like totally uncommon and rare. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, like a lot of things that people go through, like you're not the only person. Um, like, yeah, I can't think of like any struggle that I have right now that like I don't know at least like a few other people mm-hmm. that have that. Um, but you wouldn't really know that um, with social media or even like how what people put forth in like out and about in daily life. Yeah, I feel like what you said with how mental illness has been going up the last, what, like 10 or 20 years, I think that's also because it's, like, people are talking about it now. Like, 20 years ago, like, if you had a mental illness or, like, depression or something, you kind of kept that to yourself and, like, bottled that up because there was such a stigma. And I think there's still a stigma, but I think, again, it's, like, a lot better and, like, people are more like willing to seek help and talk about their struggles but i do think there is still a stigma and i yeah. kind of don't think it'll go away cuz in society people will judge people yeah. all the time and i i do think that goes back to the whole like being weak or being strong mm-hmm. and so sometimes people yeah people see mental illness as a weakness yeah like i've had patients not to break up <laughs> not saying names but um I've had patients with, like, depression and stuff, and they not having a strong support system, like we were talking about earlier, is really key because their family will be like, oh, just, like, get over it, like, man up, when, like, you actually have, like, a psychiatric disorder that has, like, pathophysiology to it and, like, Mm -hmm. needs medication and treatment in order to fix. Like, it's not just something you can get over. And I feel like our younger generations are, like, understanding that, but... Older yeah. people, like, no offense, but, like, sometimes they don't Yeah, get it. and something I've learned, well, like, at least talked about in my psych classes recently, is that how certain things that we deem as, like, mental orders or just illnesses are not even thought about in other societies, not, like, in a bad way. It's just, like, part of that person and how they are. So, um, and it's, a, it's just, like, not, like, at the forefront of how they live. Well, it is a little bit, but, like, um, they live their life differently, but that's not like seen um, as a bad thing. Like, um, I know certain like I can't. I think I can't think of anything at the top of my head. But there are ones that like even present differently because that society has different standards, different norms, different like cultural values. Like, um, or even like ones that are like more community based and collectivist. Whereas um, I think I would say our society is like very individualist. Um, the more collectivist societies, like, they almost, yeah, they, they see these um, disorders differently mm-hmm. in a different light. Um, but before we go on, we have a little PSA. Radnor's Willows Park Preserve prevents love and chocolate at the Willows. Sunday, February 12th, between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. Featuring hot chocolate, Valentine's making, and kids' crafts. This is a free event. Children can enjoy a special Why I Love the Willows contest. There will be photo ops in the balloon room, juice and cookies, and coffee or tea for adults, too. The Willows Park is located at 490 Darby Paoli Road in Radnor. Visit willowsparkpreserve.org for more information. Stand with your hand on my waistline It's 
That was I Know Places by Taylor Swift. What'd you think of that song? <laughs> I love that song. <laughs> um, Taylor Swift is amazing. And <laughs> she can tie into this topic that we're talking about, vulnerability and like emotions, because she got me through. This sounds so dumb. <laughs> yeah, go on. She teaches a lot of good life lessons. Like I said it, okay? You can hate her all you want but she gives really good advice advice that she gave me that really helped me like a few months ago was and i'll try to quote her um people are gonna talk behind your back people are gonna talk about you people are gonna say bad things about you and you really can't control it and when people do say bad things about you like it could feel like it's like written all over your face Mm -hmm. is what she said and you have to remind yourself that 
you are not the opinion of people who don't know you or people who don't care about you. Yeah. And, like, I heard her say that. I, like, came up on my TikTok, and I was like, wait, like, I needed to hear this right now. (laughs) Because it could be easy to just, like, hear people are talking bad about you, and then you believe what they say, but, like, you know yourself more than anyone else who, like, Mm -hmm. literally doesn't even know you, and they could just, like, say something about you, and that does not define you at all. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. some, something interesting I just thought about. Um, I don't know if this is true, so I'm not going to say it as a fact, but I, I do think the more well-known and more liked you are, the more also people are going to, like, protest and, you yeah. know, have, hate, like, you know, having hate towards you. So, like, I'll, you know, Taylor Swift is one of the best, uh, the highest-grossing recording artists of, like, of all time, but she also has, like, this huge hate base. <laughs> um, but it's, like, I don't know. That always like sprouts up, um, but I do like you know what she said no. about others' opinions. Like you just gotta shake it off, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I definitely used to take put too much of my worth and value in what people thought, even if that wasn't true. Like um, you know, one of the little uh, I think they're like cognitive distortions. It's like it's just assuming what people think about mm-hmm. you, even if like. I was, I don't know, I was just, like, assuming what people thought, even though like, that was, like, not true. Like, their actions showed otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, if you're living your life to the fullest in, like, the right way, um, we could talk about that. But there's going to be, um, I guess the, the, there will be protests against it. If, like, you know, you're being a light in the world, you're like, why are you shining your light in yeah. this place? Like, turn off your... Like, again, I'm stealing this from, like, Sadie Robertson Huff. But, like, <laughs> if I have, like, my phone on in my pocket, I have, like, the light on. Like, why is that on? Like, go turn it off. Um, but in a similar, like, way, um, if your life is a light, um, in places where that's, the light wouldn't necessarily be appropriate, like, in a quote-unquote, like, darker area, people are going to look at you weird. Yeah. Um, that's going to cause some tension. I feel like it's hard to remind yourself that, I would say 99% of the time when someone, like, makes a judgment on you or, like, says something negative about you, it's really more about them than it is about you. Like, it's, like, displacement or, like... Projection. Projection, yeah. Yeah. Like, they're just miserable in their lives, and they try to bring you down. Yeah. Um, But sometimes I do think people can have valid criticism. I try to be at least open and like actually like try to objectively evaluate the criticism it mm-hmm. really hasn't happened that much like people aren't just stopping me on the street and be like you're a jerk or anything yeah. um but if something like someone does bring something up i try to not be like oh they're thinking something wrong about me or i like try to work through like is that true like do my act- actions suggest this or is this um, just reflecting, like we said, reflecting something mm-hmm. on their inside. Um, but uh, I don't know. I've, I mean, I've been trying to be more humble, I guess, um, and not always having to be right or not always having to be perfect. Um, like, you know, ties a little bit back to what we were talking about. <laughs> like, you don't always have to be perfect and yeah. strong um, because, you know, okay, it's a little Bible quote when I am weak, I am strong. But you don't have to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely a perfectionist. I think like my entire life, especially 
with like academics yeah and then it's kind of interesting now because we graduate in 99 days (laughs) (laughs) um and then like i mean i guess like nursing's lifelong learning but like there's no more tests like Mm -hmm. There's no more academic validation. Yeah, licensing test. True, but then after that, there's like nothing. Yeah. So it is crazy. I don't know how else I could try to be perfect. Well, I think something something uh, we can all do is you know accept when we're not perfect. True. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, another source of validation I used to have, and maybe I still have it, is like yeah, seeking perfection in like the grades. Like that was like almost my whole sense of self-worth was like if I was doing well in school and that obviously failed um that didn't you know last forever um that was part of the reason why everything came crashing down um but then like reasserting like your worth is not in perfection but it it's outside of yourself it's not I mean this is really key to my um my worldview is that your worth doesn't necessarily come from within or what you do but it's from without and if that makes sense we can expound on that but it's yeah it's not necessarily your achievements or what people think about you mm-hmm. or your accolades um because you know there's gonna be a point in your life when you're not getting all that stuff there's, like you said we're graduating we're not going to be able to get a's on tests anymore <laughs> um so how do we find you know validation or motivation when we can't be doing these things that we've traditionally found, I guess, our sense of perfection and fulfillment in. Yeah. Um, kind of off topic, but I just thought of a question, and it's kind of deep. Okay. What do you think the meaning of life is? Because I have my answer. Okay. Do you well, want my answer first? Yeah, you can go yours. Okay. I, th- this is not original. I heard someone else say this, and yeah. I was like, oh, I like that. I think the meaning of life is to give life a meaning. That is called opportunistic. That's all I'm going to say. That's called opportunistic nihilism. What is that? Or optimistic. Oh. Um, whereas, like, traditional pessimistic nihilism is like, life has no meaning. Mm. This sucks. Uh, opportunistic or optimistic nihilism is like, life has no meaning, but I can give it meaning, and that's really cool. Um, whereas, okay, well... I think you know like i'm a christian so my like i it's very dear like very part of me that life has an inherent meaning that you know you don't have to necessarily give meaning because it's already been given meaning um and the core basis of you know life in the christian christian tradition is love um you know the two greatest things Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, but yeah, the whole um, whole driving force is that you were made out of love for love. Like you're meant to love other people. You're meant to um, love, and where you when you love, you're becoming more yourself. Um, you know, part of you know part of the tradition is like when you're straying away from love, when you're being hateful, or you're being um, just you're not being like virtuous towards other people you're less yourself you're less who you were made to be but when you love when you go outside of yourself when you do good for others and when you like serve other people is where you are most who you were meant to be and like that is a little paradoxical because like i said like definitely in our society like you have, you're supposed to be like the leader you're supposed to be like you know the person up top but in almost like 
Christianity like subverts that. Like mm-hmm. the best person, quote unquote, is the one who's serving the most, the person that's submitting the most, who is giving the most. So that's gonna look like, you know, doesn't look like someone that's like, uh, you know, it's not someone you, like you would traditionally want to be. Someone that's just like not having their own, <laughs> like, um, you know, thoughts asserted, but they're serving other people. Um, the one who gives his life will find it, which is like, yeah, it's paradoxical and it's a little hard to think about. Um, but I have, I don't know, found that almost to like be true in how I've been like seeking to serve other people like in my daily life, and you know because I've been trying to live into that like I am meant to serve, I'm meant to love, I'm meant to you know go outside of myself, not be trying to you know, be serving myself all the time because ultimately, like, I can't do everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you can, you, like, try your best to be love for other people. So that was, like, a long <laughs> diatribe. It was not, like, a neat little two-sentence thing. But that, I mean, yeah, the purpose of life is to love yeah. is what I would say. I love that. I think, like, it's just so fun to think about. Like, we're all on this earth at the same time and like we cross paths with people like i don't know i always think about that and it like is really freaky to me but like in a good way like i've lived my entire life for like 21 years and you lived your entire life for like 21 years and then we've crossed paths yeah like what are the odds of that there's seven plus billion people in the world yeah the odds are like yeah it's crazy like people have their own internal lives they have their own lives outside of you which sounds weird um but yeah they're gonna be living their whole lives outside of your vision pretty much um but they're like doing their own little thing Mm -hmm. um but before we comment on that we have a little break Villanova University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all-new website at WXVU.org. We're on air serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. Villanova University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all-new website at WXVU.org. We're on air serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. On this week's Morning Roar, the crew broke down their current satisfaction with the dining service options. I do think they're improving a lot. And the Cafe Nova is undisputedly the best food on campus. Oh, yeah. 100%. And they've added more pizzas. There's now buffalo chicken and something else. I think I just have to stop only eating at St. Mary's then. Our special guest this week was Rachel Batista, president of the MLK Day of Service Organizing Committee, who talked about how the 16th annual Day of Service at Villanova unfolded. We had 200 people go off campus, but it was a variety of cleaning, painting, helping children, helping like residents at a home. And we even broke down the best songs from the 80s. According to a consultation with nine expert websites. Sweet Dreams are made of this by The Eurythmics, Take On Me by AHA, Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses, Africa by Toto, and Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Take On Me should not be on this list. Wow. I'm sorry. It's just a meme song. Nobody legitimately enjoys Take On Me. Nah, I think you might I, be I right, think you're on right. The Morning Roar, WXVU's weekly morning show, is live Friday at 8 a.m., streaming on YouTube and available on demand wherever you listen to your podcasts.
That was uh, Viva La Vida by Coldplay. I love Coldplay. <laughs> love them so much. Anytime I listen to Coldplay, I mean, it's for, like, personal reasons, but I just, like, get an appreciation of life. Like, 
Listening to Coldplay grounds me. I yeah. feel like you can't, like, how can someone say they hate Coldplay? They're so good. And, like, I feel like they're very universal. I don't know how you can not like them. Yeah, a little hype up. Music. Yeah, also listening to that song, like, dang, I wish I knew how to play the violin. <laughs> you could always learn. It's never yeah. too late. I almost did when I was in, like, the second grade. Mm-hmm. But then I think I played piano instead. Are you good at piano? Um, I kind of lost it because in seventh grade, I think, I quit, which I kind of regret because I was kind of good. But now I just play for fun. Yeah. It's like stress mm-hmm. management for me now. Yeah, I would. I also, I think, quit in like seventh grade piano. Um, and I did start to regret it like later on in life um, because like I, I was also kind of good. <laughs> so if there's any kids out there listening... Don't quit unless you have to for other reasons <laughs> that are all understandable. But if you're just like, this is lame, you're not going to think it's lame in yeah, six years. I wish I was, I wish I stuck with it. Yeah, because uh, I remember this one kid was like about the same like, skill level as me. And then I quit and he got really good in high school. Um, but yeah, now I can only really do chords and yeah, stuff. Yeah, same. That's all I do now. Yeah, I can read the sheet music, but I, I, can't, can't. I can't play it. Well, I can <laughs> I can read trouble clef, but I can't read bass clef anymore. Yeah, I I was I, I still cut treble clef pretty well because I play violin, but the bass clef was like a little harder. Mm-hmm. But then I just stared at it for a while. Um, but I started singing with the pastoral musicians, nice. and so we ha- so I, like I I'm a bass, so we read bass clef now, so I get kind of know the notes now. Bass clef kind of confuses me. Like why is why are there two clefs? If it's There's on the piano, it's the same. There's more than two. Yeah. How many? I can think of like maybe two, at least two more, but there's probably more. Um, it's for like the range. Oh, like alto yeah. and soprano, something like that. Okay, that actually makes sense. That's like for the range of those instruments, but like true piano, like you know, it's like this, like they're high and low, like yeah. it makes sense. Kind of okay. Unless you want two treble clefs, but it then like I think sense. that would get wait. Yeah, because then it would just you just have a bunch of lines, a bunch of treble clefs, and they probably Under. get confusing. Mm-hmm. All right, I take it back. <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to transition this. I'm not good. We could have just uh, talk uh, new mu- topic. Music. What was the new topic? I don't know. Um, new topic. Um. I don't know. Joe, start monologuing while I think. Um, hmm. Talk talk about, I don't know, how's your week been? <laughs> My week's been pretty good. Uh, yesterday was 100 days till graduation, so they had a pub series at the Villanova Room, and mm. they gave away free beanies that said class of 2023. I actually wore it this morning. I like it a lot. Um, and then after the pub series... They had at the Ardmore Music Hall. They had like a big party thing, and it was really fun. Yeah. Okay. And then I went swimming this morning. That's good stress That's good. management yeah. for me, and exercise. And now I'm here. Yeah, I I should definitely exercise more. Um, I guessed a potential guest. I guessed um, he had to pull out for reasons. Um. Andrew, if you're listening. Fake. Sorry. No, don't call him fake. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I love him. He's no. great. <laughs> uh, shout out to Andrew. 
Um, he works out a lot, so he's like kind of like the fitness I aspire to be. But then he's kind of inspiration. But then I do too. nothing for about it. <laughs> this is gonna bring up yeah. his ego so much. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> no, I saw Andrew's Apple Watch, and yeah, it, he burns like over a thousand calories. And then after I saw that, I was like, I need to burn over a thousand calories. Yeah. And now I do most of the time. Really? Okay. Yeah. Maybe I should start doing something about yeah, that. Just a. Do you have an Apple Watch? I do. Okay, good. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, this kind of relates to something you were saying earlier. Um, the meaning of life is to give it meaning. So, um, and I was, we were talking about this in my class, because um, Viktor Frankl um, was a Jewish survivor of the Holocaust, and he almost like was able to turn that into um, his life work with um, something he called logotherapy. So he was a psychologist psychiatrist I, I or psychot I don't know one of those things he treated people with mental um, illnesses mm -hmm. and his approach was like even if you um, take away some like help treat this part of this person there's still almost gonna be a gap filled you need to fill that with meaning and he said like he helped um, his patients find meaning in their life um, as part of his treatment, like he would treat the mental illness, but he would also treat their personhood and yeah, their, per their, their self, um, not just their illness, but also the person that was also ailing and hurting. Um, he says we suffer from a, a crisis of lack of meaning, um, where, you know, because the predominant society is like life doesn't necessarily have no, uh, inherent meaning that has this whole ramification of like effects in like people and like he even said like addiction was like almost a source of that because he was saying some studies that um some at, um people with addictions were more likely to say that life has no meaning than those who did not engage in that but not to say like oh it's their fault they should have found meaning but like it's maybe even like a precursor in addition to like you know genetic and sociological factors um, having this mental factor of outlook on life can almost affect how you respond. Um, you know, if you want to say something about that or talk about meaning in your life? Um, I think meaning in my life, I just try to enjoy every moment I get. Like, it's kind of sad to think about, but you never know when your time is up. Yeah. Like, tomorrow's not guaranteed. And I just try to embrace every moment with everyone that I love and just love I guess yeah. so would you say like you find meaning in like enjoyment and love yeah and I find meaning yeah. in like the people I surround myself with yeah. and just spending time with people yeah um and Frankel would be like whoa he has meaning because nice. um one of the suggested things is like yeah find meaning in your community um and that's definitely heartening to hear um, but yeah, I also do almost kind of live with that mentality that I could you know, drop dead tomorrow, um, which is like, it, it sounds like, um, I don't know, pessimistic or whatever, um, but it's also like pushing me to like, you know, live the best I can um, because like you said, t tomorrow's not guaranteed. Like realistically, you know, anything can ha happen. Um, maybe it's not likely, but it could. Mm -hmm. So I like, kind of like have to keep that. I try to keep that in mind. Like, I know if there's like a relationship that's like fractured. I try to like repair that mm -hmm. before 
um, because, like you said, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, that's, I don't know. But it is a little scary to think about, like, oh, you're going <laughs> to, like, I could die. Um, but almost that also, also like, recontextualizes your life, that you yeah. are going to die. Um, your time is limited. It's not unlimited, despite what we may think. Um, before we get back to that, um, we have a little announcement. Um, so, New Year, New You is a health promotion and cross-college goal-setting workshop to get everyone started on the right foot for the semester. The workshop highlights proactive strategies for time and stress management and considering health and well-being as part of what it means to have a successful semester. Every student has the opportunity to cl- connect with health and well-being experts and academic advisors for each of the four colleges and the College of Professional Studies. ACS approved. Register for the workshop on the Health Promotions website. Um, hey, New Year, New You. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is. Like I don't, right? I don't think New Year knew me, to be honest. Yeah, but <laughs> other people can. No, like when I'm when I see an area of my life I want to improve, I try to do that because like what we were just talking about, like you know how much time you have left, so why not do it now? I guess. Yeah. Um, but it is hard, I guess, to stick with habits. Yeah. Um, but something I would, I suggest almost is like having small aspects of that change you want. Not- yeah. Like I don't make New Year's resolutions anymore. I stopped doing that like four or five years ago. Instead, I make goals for the new year, which I mean is kind of the same thing, but it's a little different. <laughs> like, and. St- like I feel like every new year people put so many high expectations yeah. that you're not going to achieve. So I just try to make achievable goals like go to the gym 235 days of the year. That's one of my goals. Yeah. And I keep track. And I think it's pretty realistic. Yeah. And like it's not like a new me, but you can like try to make yourself better, mm-hmm. but you're still you. Yeah. So that's why like the new year new me I am iffy. Yeah, I do. I mean, it's yeah. uh, catchy, so it I is get it. catchy, but it does like almost suggest like I don't know, like you need to change, like do like this about yeah. face, um, but um, like change is gradual. Like, um, like you as a baby, it's still you, but then it's like almost you're not just the you sitting in front of me, but you're like all all times like Joe across those 22 21 years 21, 21 years <laughs> that's all you you've never been like completely a new you in a sense because there's like a line connecting you with the yeah. past we're and like you're, forever yeah. evolving and you're you're connected to that change it's not like I snap my fingers and now you I don't know have huge biceps like you had to work at it <laughs> um, you change you change gradually but Almost like leaning into that change, uh, but what, something you said about like yeah like enumerating your goals. Um, I think I like was that like a workshop or something? I don't know, but like goal setting, it's good to have like almost like a numerical thing you can reach. And maybe for some things, it's like harder to do that. Um, but like what you said with the gym, like I want to go X amount of days out of the year, um, and having like yeah that number you want to reach and like that time limit. And there's probably a few other things. It was like a little. Um, handy dandy acronym but oh I know what it is (laughs) we learn it in nursing okay you want to create smart goals so s-m-a-r-t 
S, it, your goal should be specific. Okay. M, it, your goal should be measurable. So like what you're saying with numbers. Um, A, it should be achievable, I think. Yeah. Or, yeah, achievable. So like realistic. R is, um, uh, <laughs> R is uh, relevant. It should be relevant, okay. which I mean, that's for nursing. Like, it should be relevant to like the yeah. care that you give. But I guess you could apply it to your to just your life, regular yeah. life, like relevant to what you want to change. Mm-hmm. And then T is timely, like how mine was: go to the gym 235 days in a year. Like, yeah. you want to have a time frame. Do you want to make a smart goal on air right now? <laughs> I do. I I, right. I already do. I have. I want to go to the gym 235 days in this year so yeah. it's specific it's measurable because every time i go i tally it Mm-mm. achievable i hope so <laughs> i mean that's only going f- four to five times a week so it i to me it's achievable yeah. uh relevant yeah because i want to do that um and timely a year yeah um i guess something i well i'm running the half marathon that's in awesome. March, so it's in like a month, um, and I am I've not started training, <laughs> if I'm being honest. So I guess like a little smart goal for me would be try to at least run twice a week with like a long run on the weekends. So a short run during the week, maybe two, but I think a realistic would be just at least one. Um, what's S? Um, specific. Specific. So, okay, yeah. yeah, running twice, one long run. Um, every week until my marathon. I'm measurable two times. Mm-hmm. A, I think it's achievable. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and it's relevant. And mm-hmm. I have a time limit, like, mm-hmm. every week. Every week twice. Um, yeah, I guess that does, like, kind of, like, break things down. Yeah. Because um, sometimes, like, I don't know, you're studying for a test and you're like, there's so much to get done. Um, but almost, I don't know, not just saying, like, I need to study, but, like, I'm going to study x amount of times over x amount of days can make things easier like i might do that because i have a test coming up in two weeks um for cell bio um and i definitely do need to study but i can't just keep saying i need to study and yeah. not do anything about it it so. should be like every day i i'm gonna study like an hour every day that's not i mean r or uh, that's not a it's not achievable <laughs> um one I, hour a week yeah that's a little too little uh i think i'll probably like go maybe 30 minutes a day okay yeah um because like there's enough downtime in between everything that i could i'll try i'll do 30 30 minutes a day of studying for cell bio um every day for the next week because it's that Monday. it's okay. the monday after next i'll hold you to it wait <laughs> okay well if my roommates are listening you guys can i don't know yell at me if I, no don't yell at me i'll cry um you know yeah push me because also like accountability and like your goals is also like pretty important um like and that, that like almost goes into the whole like vulnerability thing that we talked about at the beginning little callback um because you two like like hey i'm working on this which means hey i'm not good at this yet and being like can you you know keep me accountable can you help me get through this like depending on other people to improve oh that's i support that yeah like i most of the time i like going to the gym with someone else Mm because they kind of hold me accountable and if i'm with someone else i can't just go for like 15 minutes and be like okay i'm done i need to like actually have a good workout yeah 
So I like that leaning on other people mm-hmm. to like hold you accountable for achieving your goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I planned a run for on Sunday, so like I can't really back out of that unless I'm a flake, which I try not to be. Um, so like there's like someone there almost like depending on you, um, which is like one way to like have to depend on other people is have them depend on you, which is kind of funky. Um, but that person's expecting you to be there. Um, but even like something small, like, hey, I'm trying to get better at, um, I don't know, not gossiping or something like that. Like, can you call me out if I ever start talking bad about other people? Mm-hmm. Um, you're like, you know, like, oh, that person's such a gossip. No, like, you're almost like admitting you're not, you know, you, you gossip, but also being like, hey, I want to improve. So that also mm-hmm. says a lot. Not just admitting your weakness, but also like accepting it and wanting to change it. Because um, there's one thing to like have like a fixed mindset about things. Um, be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just a compulsive liar, or yeah, I I just I'm just really bad at working out. Um, mostly like, okay, maybe I am bad at this, but like, what can I do to change that? And maybe that's hard. And maybe the first thing you have to do is like let other people into that struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, something else that I've been working on or that I worked on in the past is to not be negative all the time mm-hmm. in high school I was so negative and I think it's the law of attraction or like there's something that's like if what you put out is what you're gonna come what's yeah. gonna come back to you so like if you're negative 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 always noticing only the bad things then all you're gonna notice is the bad things yeah. and what I've been doing like for a while and it's like really helped is just like notice the good things and yeah, yeah there's going to be negative things but try to outweigh the positive yeah. with the negatives and you'll definitely notice improvement in your yeah. happiness yeah definitely um something i yeah i definitely used to focus on the negative in my life um but almost changing that mindset can be hard especially if you've been in that for like years and years and years so I, I don't know what I did. I don't remember because it it's been a couple of years and I have a bad memory. Um, something I've been trying to suggest to people is like find one thing to be thankful about every day or like set aside like 10 minutes to yourself or doing these small manageable things, like one thing to be thankful about. Um, and maybe it's going to be hard at first, especially if you've been in that mindset for so long. And maybe there's other reasons behind that. Maybe you're, um, you're suffering from... Um, you know, mental disorder or like a chemical imbalance. Um, so that that can even be a barrier to it. Maybe you need someone to help you um, reach out. But like one thing you're thankful about for your day um, can be like a good thing to start. And then you start trying to be more thankful about other things. Like, oh, there's this these good things in my life. Maybe it's just, I don't know, the grass smells good. Or like I felt a really good wind on my face. Or... Um, I, I brushed my teeth this morning. Like, something small, maybe it's insignificant, but, like, being thankful about little things. So, like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, my my uh, my friend just gave me a Lamborghini. Like, of course you'd be thankful for that. But being almost being more thank, also thankful for, like, I got to sit down with this yeah, person like for 15 the small minutes. Things. Um, but yeah. We, I have health promotion clinical now. And for one of the our like health promotion things, we taught children about stress management. And one of the things we talked about was gratitude journaling. And so we made all the kids 
do like share what they're thankful for and this one kid said he's thankful to be alive and I thought that was so cute like it's really something that people take for granted and it just warmed my heart that this like fourth grader knew like how lucky it is that we're alive and that's something that he's grateful for and that's something that I'm grateful for and I should do more like gratitude yeah. journaling and stuff um i mean yeah it took me a bit to like get to that place where you're like yeah i'm thankful for the breath in my lungs and the heart in my chest because i am and i exist i am alive um and that's like you know the very like that's like the baseline of you know you being able to interact with the world but it's something yeah we, we do take for granted sometimes especially like we said like that could all change tomorrow mm-hmm. you never know um, that there's this lady, I don't know her name, but she wrote this book. Okay, maybe not. Maybe she read the book. I know. It's a book about, like, um, trying to find like, a thousand things you're grateful for. Um, and, like, that's intimidating. But, like, doing, like, even being starting to be grateful for the smallest stuff, not just be like, oh, I am thankful f- I have a house and family, but I'm thankful, um, I don't know, you have a good sidewalks or something. Like, she talked about how that, like, whole changed her whole mindset on life because she was you know like actively trying to look for the good in her life actually trying to seek gratitude um and you know like you said gratitude almost sounds like can sound small but it can also be like very transformative in how we approach like yeah life and everything it's the mindset you like put out um you know, like a little confirmation bias or whatever. Like mm-hmm. statistics, you're looking for what you're expecting. So if you're expecting bad, you obviously the bad will stand out more to you. But if you're looking for the good, the good will stand out more to you. Um, and maybe that's going to take a while. But I do hope, like, you know, if people incorporate that, they'll be able to see, like, that change in their life and be like, oh, I was one way and now I'm different. And I can, like, see how I've grown. I've changed for the better almost but it it's it's a journey everything's always a journey mm-hmm. um but just one step is like just between distance between like um you know start to finish can be as great as like the distance between like one step and none at all um you know i don't know i think it's important to sometimes try to take that one step even if you don't know what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Um, before we go on, we have another, I don't, I'm not really sure how I'm supposed to do these, but announcement. Have a voice for radio? Need to get your hands on audio video gear? Does journalism or writing interest you? How about photography and capturing memories? Villanova's media organizations are open to all majors and include WXVU 89.1, VTV, Tech Crew, The Villanovan, and The Bel Air Yearbook. Come hang out with an awesome group of creative students and find your home in Villanova's media programs. Stop by Doherty 102 to learn more. Brought to you by the Office of Student Involvement Student Media Programs.
we're back um so that was chinese satellite by phoebe bridgers um and now we actually just got joined by a guest star if you want to introduce yourself hello my name is andrew um hi my name is andrew i think that uh i was mentioned on the podcast <laughs> yeah he heard us <laughs> gassing him up and he was like let me yeah stop by. <laughs> so they called me fake so i thought i had to uh <laughs> you know fix that <laughs> We thought we thought there was something hindering you. I didn't call you fake. <laughs> Joe called. I you. didn't say that. Oh, we can listen to the <laughs> playback. Um, but um, I don't know. I was doing a little cursory read of Aristotle on friendship, um, and like one of the questions is like, is okay. We don't have to talk about this. We can talk about something else. But is friendship and also like relationship as an extension utilitarian? Almost. Yeah, I'm familiar with what you're reading. I remember reading this freshman year, and like there, he was talking about how there's like three types of friendships, right? Like mm-hmm. util- utilitarian, like uh, I forgot the other two. It was like was one like romantic. Um, but yeah, I mean that piece really spoke to me, and like really did make me think about like you know your friendships and like you know are your friends the people that you use in order to just like gain benefit from or are they people that you generally you know enjoy spending time with and like getting to get to know them and all that so like you know i'd highly recommend reading that 
um, piece just because like it really does open your eyes about like your relationships with other people and like are the people in your life currently the people you truly need in your life um, yeah um, so it's from Nick and Maki and Ethics but I found one of the other ones besides just use because you know you, you know mutual benefits or whatever um, one of the other forms of friendship is for pleasure and he says um, people who are supremely happy to have no need of useful friends but do need pleasant friends for they wish to live with someone and though they can endure for a short time what is painful no one can put, can put up with it continuously um, like yeah so like a, 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 like a relationship of pleasure and I think he thinks his highest um, form of friendship um, I may, might be wrong so someone just call me out if I'm wrong uh, it was like a friendship of virtue and good almost like where that person is a model to you in some ways you're a model to them in some ways and you're both pushing each other to be more virtuous and more good in that sense but that might be wrong but that's like something I can remember maybe yeah um, and def- that definitely does sound familiar and like that's like the ultimate form of like the mm-hmm. relationship you want with another person um, but you know in these in this society it's like very difficult I feel like to find those forms of friendship and those are the type of friendships that like you know it's a very genuine type of relationship mm-hmm. where like I feel like in modern society a lot of relationships are just like you know utilitarian mm-hmm. where you use someone to get someone something out of them but you know when you really put the effort into into trying to find those virtuous friendships and those are rare because they need to be reciprocate like yeah it needs to be reciprocated at the same time but it's not something that that is forced upon you know it's very natural and i feel like you you have that feeling that that relationship is is there when you meet that person i i uh, yeah um andrew just pretty much did aristotle from memory (laughs) um very smart man um would you say i don't know has have you guys do you think you've been pushed by each other to become better people and like in certain ways yeah Um, i think so yeah yeah i mean so me and joe live extremely close to each other back in brooklyn and like uh i was listening to the podcast earlier when you guys were speaking and like how it's it's so interesting how people meet and like the circumstances in which you meet Mm -hmm. and so you know joe lives like literally like five minutes away from me i never knew he existed beforehand um until we came here at villanova and you know went the same nursing program lived in the same dormitory and so like for me i feel like i'm the type of person who's also like introverted and so like if i don't have these external factors that are like pushing me to meet other people then like i really won't like you know branch out and meet new people which is something i want to work on um but i'm also glad for those external factors because i wouldn't have met you know amazing people like joe or josh um no josh we (laughs) literally have been at villanova for four years and we never met um until you know we literally were forced to live together (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know that's something i'm extremely thankful for every day because Mm -hmm. like you're one of the most kind-hearted people that i've met ever in my life and you know, I couldn't have asked for a better roommate. And you know, you you mentioned that like, what have we learned from one another, or like, what do we like, what have we gained from one another? And like, you know, it's not like a utilitarian relationship where I'm like getting stuff from you guys, but like, 
you know, you guys were talking about how you guys look up to me, and like both of you have qualities in your characters that I I respect a lot and that have you know helped me want to build um, that I want to incorporate into my own character. And like, you know, Josh, you're extremely care caring. Um, you're extremely like selfless, and like the things you do for other people without you know them asking you to do it or um, the things that you keep in mind about other people is extremely thoughtful. Um, those are qualities in somebody that can't be taught it's extremely you know very natural and that just says a lot about your character um and you know that's something that i admire a lot and i want to incorporate that to my own life um and, you know joe you i've known you for four years you know you're like a brother to me now and you know ever since i've known you since freshman year you're extremely outgoing um, and very charismatic and like I, f I see the way that you can like attract people very naturally um, and like you, s you make you just make the environment very comfortable you know especially for me you know someone who can be awkward or like you know like I said introverted like I feel extremely comfortable around you um, even like w when we first met freshman year and I didn't even know you that well like I just felt like I could trust you oh, so that's just you. like a unique quality as well that you can't really like trained to have you know you just have that quality and so like both of you um you know have very great characters that i you know admire a lot i wasn't expecting affirmations wow. today no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, oh that my was gosh. very sweet thank you I, that, oh my gosh i don't know how to react to that um uh, i do remember saying to my friends like first couple weeks of the semester i was like oh i'm really glad like we got andrew um because I, I, yeah, I didn't know who you were, really. I knew your face, but that was it. Um, and living with you, um, I mean, it's been, like, really fulfilling in a weird sense. But, like, I, yeah, I, I mean, I literally told my, some of my friends, like, I got really lucky. <laughs> um, you know, because, you know, I mean, I, I just see how you're caring, too. And, like, how, you know, you do also, like, make an effort to go outside yourself. You know, even if it's, like, hard sometimes. And sometimes you, <laughs> um, but you like you still do it, um, and that does tell you a lot. Cause, you know, I mean, I used to be in a place where like yeah, I wouldn't, you know, I was only thinking of myself really. Um, you you guys have only seen like the after um, image, I guess. Um, but before me, it was very different, and I definitely did have to be pushed by other people almost, like seeing that light within them. That I was talking about like illuminated my own darkness but then I was like wanted that light for myself too so that was like how I started changing I guess um other people's lights sparked my own um so like those are people that I would say like had a or like a friendship of virtue um like I would not be the man I am today if I hadn't come here um and met these people like I don't know who I would be um like maybe I would be just as good or maybe I've been like a terrible person because I do think I was on that track before I came to school which is kind of weird to say but like you, you should have seen me <laughs> yeah. I always think about that how like every decision you make has like a ripple effect like I almost didn't go to Villanova and I always think back even now like if I chose to go somewhere else like I wouldn't know any of you like I wouldn't know anyone any of my friends from here and I would have all different friends that like I will never probably never meet now and like I feel like my life could be much different 
but I'm happy I chose here. Yeah, I'm definitely thankful to be here. Um, something you said resonated. Like, there's been there's been periods in my life where I was like, oh, I wish I did something differently, or like, I, if I could go back, I would. Um, but even like almost those like those bad parts have almost also shaped me and transformed me. Um, and it, it's hard to see in the moment, but like looking back, I can see what was going on there. Um, so, like, yeah, like, the good parts and the bad have, like, made me who I am today. And so I'm, I'm also, like, thankful in a weird way. Like, obviously, like, I don't wish that they happened because they hurt a whole awful lot. But almost because of what they've done f- to me as, like, I don't know, bring the good, pulling it out of the bad, which is, I don't know, you don't really think about that much. Um Sorry, I'm over skin to head. Um, but, like, yeah, like, the there's almost the bad can, like, you know, be reborn. Yeah. And, like, many years in the future, you'll look back and be like, you hurt, but are also did this for me. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer that everything does happen for a reason. And it may be hard to, like, see the reason, but everything that happens to you, good and bad, like, say something bad happens to you, there is a lesson to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does shape you for who you are. Like, bad things that have happened to me, like, if I t- tell myself, oh, I wish I could go back and do something different, I really don't, because mm-hmm. everything that happens, like, was meant to happen. Yeah. And, okay, sorry. I don't want to interrupt Andrew. Um, but I know, like, the, oh, everything happens for a reason can sometimes come off almost, like, is it blase? I don't know. But, like, okay, I, I don't know. I'm trying to get you across. But, like, well, something only thing I think. Well, I was going to say, like, something I've been trying like, tell people, because that sounds a little different. It's like, this will find its place in your life. Which, like, because I can almost speak to that, how, like, yeah, maybe it seems senseless, but it's also, like, found a place in my life. And I can look back as someone who's lived through something similar. Um, not to say, like, you were saying anything wrong, but, like, sometimes people don't really want to hear that. But yeah. knowing, you know, I've been through something, and it's, you know, I, I can see what where it is in my life now almost. Yeah, just to be clear, I only tell myself that. I don't tell other people yeah. that because I know it's not what people want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, a wise quote from, you know, someone who's pretty famous Um what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, that's something that I've, you know, that's in my head a lot. Um, and, like, you know, it's very hard to be, you know, step out of your comfort zone and, mm-hmm. like, seek failure because who likes that? That's not an enjoyable, you know, yeah. feeling or experience. And, like, rejection therapy can be really good for you. I mean, failing can be really good for you because it's only through the mistakes that you make that, you truly learn from those experiences you really don't know how to like grow or develop without making those mistakes and like you can say like I want to start you know studying more I want to get A's but you know if you don't if you don't take the steps in order to make those to get that goal you need to be able to fail you know you needed to get that F or fail that class in order to get Mm -hmm. that motivation to change your life and like be like I could okay now I want to strive to get A's or you know 
something for me where it's like you know you guys mentioned that I like to work out daily and like work work on myself and like you know that only happened for me being like you know chubbier as a kid I you know I had to have that moment in my life to to realize like okay you know this is a mistake this is something that I don't want to feel like this is something that I don't want to look like that is what you know pushed me to want to strive to live a healthier life and so it's not you know you guys also talked about how social media portrays everyone's highlights and and how everyone's life may seem perfect but like you know that's not how how it always was like josh you mentioned how you have you know you weren't always like this you weren't always charitable and giving and like caring um and so it's just you know people don't really emphasize enough how you know once upon a time they were they didn't have this glamorous life that they have or they weren't at where they were before it took failures it took mistakes to reach that point and like that's something that really needs to be highlighted more in life um you know it's the journey that brings you to the go um and not always you know good things don't always just come out of you know the good things in life very wise andrew and we'll be back after the break Play-Doh paper due tomorrow? Need a fresh set of eyes to look over your final draft? Haven't even started yet? You can make an appointment at the Villanova University Writing Center, located on the second floor of Falvey Memorial Library. The Writing Center is full of professionally trained tutors who assist Villanova students of all majors on their writing assignments, from personal statements to thesis papers, at any stage in the writing process. Hours of operation are Sunday from 3.30 to 7.30, Monday through Thursday from 11.30 to 7.30, and Friday from 11.30 to 3.30. Stop in or call 610-519-4604 to make an appointment today. Tonight, I'm gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive. And the world.
such a good time. I'm having a ball. Don't stop me now. If you wanna have a good time, just give me a call. Don't stop me Cause now. I'm a good time. Don't we'll stop me yes, now. A good time. I don't wanna stop at all. And we're back. That was Don't Stop Me Now Blah. Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. Um, but Andrew, I want to comment on something you said. You you were talking about um you had come to this point in your life where you're like, Oh, um, I want to change this or and, you know, like another example was like, Oh, if you get an F on a test, you're like, Oh, um I need oh, to do something F. about this. Yeah. <laughs> and you and you do something about this. Um, and I do think that is like almost where my change started to happen where, you know, the Christian term is like, oh, I had come to the end of myself where like you can't keep going on as you once were like you either descend further into it or you had to like start climbing back up the mountain, um, you know, looking at where you are and be like, oh, like this is not where I want to be. Um even though this is like who I've been for so long and you had to like do that reversal. Um, and that's like where you, I mean, that's where I started, you know, asking for help and, um, talking to people and listening, listening to people. I was like, listening is really important. Um, and you know, doing those hard conversations with yourself and be like, okay, what do I do here? How, where do I want to go and how do I get there? I was, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's hard to, mm-hmm. to one, like reflect on yourself and, and, you know, see fault on yourself because mm-hmm. it can, you know, hurt emotionally, mentally, you don't want to change. Um, and it especially takes a lot of, courage and willpower to want to you know reflect upon that and like say like okay I'm going to change um and it's one thing to just simply say you want to change and recognize you need to change but to take action um is the hardest part Mm -hmm. and to be consistent with it and so you know being intentional with your actions setting a plan and being you know, patient and consistent, I yeah. feel like is definitely the, is the biggest factor. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people focus on the end goal of things and what they really should be focusing on is just like mm-hmm. the steps that you take, the yeah. journey that gets you there. And, you know, realistically everyone is on their own, own pace. Like yeah. not everybody's going to reach that goal as fast as another person. Just focus on your own your own pace and take your time to really get there mm-hmm. and it's not always a linear path it can be up and goes it can go down um but the main goal is just to always be consistent bounce back to it and like stay on the path that yeah. you want to be going towards yeah it's a journey before it's a destination i think i would say um but something else important that you touched on is like maybe it's, it's not going to necessarily be linear 
Um, but it's important to give yourself grace um, when you mess up or when you fall short. Um, because, you know, in all great projects, you know, that's going to happen at some point. I, um, you're going to slide back a little. Maybe you're going to lose a lot of progress or something. Um, but it's also important to, like, be like, okay, I slid back. That's okay. I'm going to keep going up. And also looking back, and maybe you've only taken one step away from where you started. That's still one step more than you would have been in, like, a year ago or something like that. Um, give yourself grace. Um, and let yourself fail, like you've been saying. Like, it's okay to fail. Um, but what's important is how you respond to that failure. Do you reassess? Do you give up? Um, do you try something else? Like, you know, really, like, yeah. Any great project in your life is going to need time. It's going to be difficult. Um, but also if you follow through with it, if you keep consistent, you um, do the work, um, bring other people into it, all that jazz, you'll, you can, you'll, probably you you should look back and be grateful for what's been going on in your life um but it's gonna take time maybe it'll take years some people it takes decades but ultimately you know you reach that destination and you'll be gladder for it i think yeah um we're almost at the end of our time but um i don't know do you guys have any parting wisdom or words of advice that you would want to give to people just a real nugget I think my words of wisdom would be don't take life too seriously mm. it's really not that deep most of the time like we put way too much pressure on ourselves to like be perfect or just like be the best mm -hmm. and we take things too seriously and just lighten up it's okay to make mistakes and stuff. Be weak. Yeah. Just, it's not that serious. Yeah. Just have fun. I would say, like, don't be afraid about, like, what other people think about you. Like, it's really your life. You only live your one life. And I think a very common problem that a lot of people worry about is like what other people are thinking about them and in reality like no one's really looking at you or really judging you in any way that can directly harm you so like don't be afraid to if you're something's holding you back and if sorry if you're trying to go try, if you want to do something and what's holding you back is you know other people's judgment i definitely recommend like pushing through that barrier and like just try go for it because the only person that's holding you back in reality is you because you're you're afraid mm -hmm. of what other people are thinking about you so don't let them hold you back from what you want to achieve because you only have one life and you should do what you want to do in life mm -hmm. yeah i'm so glad you said that i was thinking that and then <laughs> i changed my answer it's <laughs> very simple but yeah um yesterday i was like oh, should I wear a suit jacket to 100 days or should I not wear a suit jacket? And I was like, like, where I was like, well, I think most people are going to wear a suit jacket. And then I was like, wait, like, it literally doesn't matter. Doesn't like, matter. no one is really paying attention to what you're wearing. Like, kind of something, like, it's not that deep. 
like I should not care if like I'm wearing a suit jacket or yeah. not. Yeah, unless you have like spaghetti like all over your shirt, people don't really. No, who cares? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Embarrassment's not real. <laughs> well, a little bit real, but you can 